Welcome to Raining Words with Shelby. I am your host, Shelby Lawson, and our main objective is to motivate, inspire, and encourage. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Raining Words with Shelby. Today, my guest, Mrs. Deborah Mortimer, is joining us, and I'm excited to share her with you guys. Deborah, I always tell people I don't like sharing my friends. I like to keep them to myself, but in the... um revelation of the podcast, I um, learned that I have to become unselfish and share my tribe and the value that they bring to everybody. So welcome. Thank you so much for giving of your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. I, I know that you are a wife, a mom, an author. I did not know that you were a Brooklyn native. Oh, yes. Yes. He's Flatbush. I did <laughs> not Flatbush, know that. And I have not had the pleasure of visiting Brooklyn. Isn't that amazing? As many, that is. <laughs> as many places as I go, I haven't been to Brooklyn. You have to. But you I, have to go to the non-tourist part of Brooklyn, which would be like downtown. You have to go to the heart of Brooklyn, which is like East Flatbush and and Bed-Stuy, Canarsie, and stuff like that. You have to go to the heart of it. Well, I was, the, tr- the true. I will certainly reach out to you before I hit the streets, or I will have you as a tour guide. Maybe maybe we can do that one day when we both have a day off and it's beautiful outside. Of course, my pleasure. <laughs> well, my I, pleasure. I like to tell my audience how I met Deborah. Here's the thing. I have an incredible memory for uh, people, their faces, and their stories, but not I, I with the podcast. I've discovered that I struggled events like I know that you were in the shop one day, and I know that a friend introduced us. I don't even remember what friend that was. Um, I just remember us being in the shop, and I remember us talking about hair. And at the time you were making t-shirts and my, I bought a t-shirt and that's it. Well, we actually met before that. <laughs> that was, that was, that was Mikkel Brabham that we met, that, that, that brought me to the shop. Yes. We met before hat, before that we had conversed before that, but I honestly can't tell you <laughs> when or where that was, but I know that we did. I'm- um, I'm not quite certain. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite. Wait, I think I do remember. I think I do. I think it was an an event that um, uh, Veronica. Yes. Was, was yes. I think it was an event that she had at um, some event that she had where it was like an intimate brunch setting. And years and years I, ago. Yes, that's where we met. Yeah. And your yes. hair was different. Yes. And yes. that's why when I work. met you, when you and Mikhail came to the shop, I looked at you and I'm like, hmm, something's different. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't put, I didn't connect the dots that of the brunch and that particular day. I thought you were a new person that I was meeting and you said, no, yeah. you said, no, I've already met you. And then later I thought, cause I always, At the end of the day, I recap my days. And at the end of that day, I said, I bet she thinks I'm an idiot because I can't remember where I met her. But it wasn't that. It was the hair. And it was, um, I think it was more like 15 women. It was, yes. it was a huge yes. group. So I, I, I've been told I have a little bit of the Clark Kent Superman syndrome in that um, when people meet me with my glasses and then 
they see me without my glasses, they say that I look different. So I don't you know. You do, you I do. So I, I try to stick, because of that, I stick with braids or an afro. I don't change up too much, even though I... Uh, I change up clothes and design and all that, and I love color, and, you know, I switch it around that way. But my look, I tr it stays either braided or um, an afro. <laughs> I don't... And your, and your afro is amazing. I, I absolutely love it. It really has become one of my trademark looks, and that's how people recognize me in the streets. They, they just walk up to me and they say, hey, Shelby, and I'm looking at them like, okay, where did I meet you? <laughs> and, you know, it is, it's, um, and it, it, it's strange, Deborah, with my afro, I feel so powerful. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. You, you you exude power. And, well, it has you, nothing you, you to do. Well. It has nothing to do with me. I think it's just the afro on a black woman that just exudes power. So we could yes. be on any of my sisters. It's just internally it goes in, and I feel power. But we're not talking about me today. I am here to share. <laughs> I just you know we went on the conversation over here, but um, and some of the things we will edit. So we're just having a conversation. But mm -hmm. I know for sure that Mrs. Mortimer is super smart and sharp. So I'm, oh. I'm honored to share that part of you with my audience. Um, I do know that you are the owner of Mortimer Legal yes. and specializing in trademark, trademark law, copyright, brand consulting. But then you also have a publishing company, correct? Yeah, yes. So Actually, I think the publishing company came before the... Um the, the, the law firm and the law firm was kind of like born out of a need in mm -hmm. the publishing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I started the publishing company right in the beginning of uh, last year, actually. I celebrated a year Jan in, in January. Wow, um, I thought it that. was longer than that. No, no. I, it's something that I always wanted to do. No, that's a lie. It's <laughs> not something I always wanted to do. I've always been, I wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. I've been a writer, actually, since I was small. I just... I have now, within the last couple of years, embraced the title of writer and mm -hmm, author. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I kind of did on the side, but now I, I am embracing the fact that it is really who I am. Mm -hmm. So um, I uh, was writing stories. I had a blog for a while called My Rebooted Life, where I wrote all these different stories about just things that were happening around me and my family. And, and stuff like that. And I just was still looking for a way to combine my skills as an attorney. And I was an illegal editor for quite some time mm -hmm. with my writing. And then, you know, I'm a former homeschool parent. So with education and children and um, I found children's books as a good way to uh, combine all of those together. But I didn't want to do it as um just a one-off, you know, go through a traditional publishing house or whatever, because I saw that there was a need for more diverse books. So I decided to start a publishing company that would focus on um, books, developing and promoting books that have a focus on um, diversity, inclusion, and representation. And that's how that came came out. And I, I call it Leap Forward because my husband said, well, you know, how about you just stop, get out of fear and just, you know, leap forward and do it. And I thought that that was a perfect name. It is a perfect name. I love it. Um, you mentioned education and homeschooling. So in my research of you, uh -huh. you, you are a Spelman graduate, a Hunter graduate, as well as New York law. 
No, let's let's correct that just a little oh. bit. No, okay. I actually I actually went to Spelman for three years, and unfortunately, because I, my parents were weren't knowledgeable about financial aid, and neither was I. Um, <laughs> I had I had to leave. I had to leave. The money just wasn't there. Yeah. So yeah, so it was unfortunate, and I had to leave and um, come back to New York. And I was fortunate to finish at Hunter College. Okay. Where. Um, I had a little bit of Spelman at my graduation because the president of Spelman at the time, Janetta B. Cole, mm-hmm. was actually the keynote speaker at my graduation at Hunter. So Isn't that, was, that amazing? It was it was amazing. But I have still connected and been in con- you know with my um with my Spelman sisters. I feel like I um I am still Spelman is still me. Is yes. still in me. So um so yeah, I still I see Spelman in Spelman you. At. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure there were some some of your character was formed at Spelman, which you carried on to Hunter. And you also mentioned representation matters. Um, It's very important to you. What would you share with a parent um, who's listening? If their child expressed an interest in uh, writing as well as uh, law, what would you, um, how would you sort of guide them into now that you've gone through that process? And when did your passion for writing and law collide? Okay. Well, um, I've always had a very vivid imagination as a child. And I credit my mother with um, getting me into writing because she um, had to find a way to harness that imagination. Mm-hmm. And so she, and she was, she taught me how to read at an early age and she was a, a fierce advocate. And I think in another life, had she had different opportunities, she would have been an educator, but she, mm-hmm. unfortunately she didn't have those opportunities, but um, she instilled it in myself and in my siblings Mm -hmm. so she would have me write every day whenever I had like a a thought in my head or whatever she would have me write and I did that with my own son with homeschooling Mm -hmm. I had prompts that would make him write every day and he's actually a very good writer as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. um with law I kind of fell into law um Honestly, I thought I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger. I went through college thinking I wanted to be a doctor. I was pre-med throughout college. And then um, upon graduation, I realized I don't think I really want to do this. And I was kind of like lost. Mm-hmm. I come from, I'm the child of um, Caribbean parents. Mm-hmm. And in their world, you either become a, a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I mean, I didn't want to be a doctor um, I'm not really good at math, so lawyer was the only other option. <laughs> so, I, so I kind of just went to law school because it was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. But yet, I but yet there are attributes of being a lawyer that I wholeheartedly embrace. Mm-hmm. So it is still who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, writing in law school is very very different from creative writing. Uh, it's the part of being a lawyer where you're where you research and you do your due diligence and you. Um, just the, I guess it's the the planning part of it that makes it makes me a good writer, mm-hmm. creative writer, mm-hmm. and the combination of the two. Mm-hmm. But I don't think necessarily creativity and law go hand in hand. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, like you either are a creative or a lawyer. Like my son is a creative, uh-huh. but he's also he's also very good at law, and he wants to he wants to do both. And I think it's good in that you know. You don't have to hire outside counsel to to negotiate your contracts and right. stuff like that. You can do that in house. I think that's how you can combine the two. Oh, okay. But for, for but for a parent, I would say that if you have a child that is a creative, nurture it. 
nurture mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, give them prompts. Tell mm-hmm. them, you know, let them write about the things that are around them or draw or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever their creative outlet is. Mm-hmm. I would say nurture it. My parents weren't, my, they were, they were, they were supportive in nurturing my writing as a child, but when it got into being, you know, adult and looking for a serious career, the thought of me being a full-time writer, this was like, how could you make money doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how could you? Right. But I think, that, but I think that there are different avenues to success, and I really wholeheartedly believe that if you do the thing that you love, the money will follow. Absolutely, I totally agree, and I, I, I am kind of as a parent in the midst of that right now and trying to figure out how to uh, encourage a 24 year old because my daughter is a chemist but she's been writing uh, science um, fictions for years so I think in the future she will those two will probably collide as she's doing it right now she is not marketing it or it's just for pleasure for now but she gets so much excitement for out of it and so once she discovers, I think, once she discovers um, how they can intersect, she might merge the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. So I'll probably come to you with, with advice on something like that. However, let's talk about the world according to Zora. Yes. Where in the world did Zora come from out of your creative mind? Well, Zora's me. Zora's, Zora's, Zora's is Debbie at six years old. That's that's me. Um, and the name Zora is like a juxtaposition of Zora Neale Hurston, which mm-hmm. is my favorite author, mm-hmm. She's and, my, and and my, and my name mm-hmm. because my name. That's why I added an H because O R A H. That's Deborah Zora. So that's that's how the name Zora came to be. Okay, but but um, I a lot of stories that I've written are about myself at that age, at six. And um, I try to get into the mind of me at six and all the things that I wondered about and, you know, and thought about and like to do. And I thought, wow, I could really convert this into a children's book. So that's why it's the world according to Zora, because every book will be kind of like a, um, a question that she Mm -hmm. has about the Mm -hmm. world around her and her Mm -hmm. discovering what that is. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like to share with the audience that your first book, Zora, and the Very Big Question, has been out. How long has it been out? About a year and a half? Uh, no, no, actually, no. May 31st will make it a year. Really? So when I came to Borders last year, it was just published, almost? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Borders uh, almost, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. And she is now accepting pre-orders audience for Zora the Brave. So if you guys are interested in that, tell them, Deborah, how they can pre-order or um, get the first copy as well as the second. Yeah, that's at um, leapforwardbooks.com. Uh, yeah, leapforwardbooks.com is where you can pre-order um, a copy of uh, Zora the Brave that will be uh, released the same time. I'm going to probably release a Zora book once a year at the same exact time um, around May 30. It'll ship around May, the end of May. And um, you can also order a copy of Zora and the Very Big Question. Perfect, perfect. I'm so proud of you. So tell Thank us you. a little bit about Leap Forward Publishing. Are you, um, if I came to you with my uh, manuscript or how, what's the process for someone like me who, who writes, but are, but I'm sort of unsure of what, what to do next. How would you guide someone like myself? Okay. 
So um, at the moment, I'm offering self-publishing uh, coaching for aspiring authors. Okay. So I have a couple of clients right now who um, have never published a book before. They had this idea, and um, they came to me with a written manuscript and um, with you know signed up for one of my uh, my coaching packages, mm-hmm. and I help them. I go through the manuscript, see where they need some help. Um, I either um, help them bring like one particular client. I helped to revise the entire manuscript, give her a pretty much a, a guideline for how to write the manuscript. And then once that's done, then I'll either refer her to one of my, um, developmental editors and then we'll go to a copyright editor and we just go through the entire process. I'm pretty much holding her hand and, um, in guiding her through the process of finding an illustrator, um, and getting the book out there. But also most importantly, I'm her accountability partner. Mm-hmm. I, um, I hold her feet to the flame and say, okay, well, all right, we've got to do this revision. You've got three weeks. Let's, let's do that. And then we meet again and I say, okay, let's do it. And I'm kind of, I'm constantly coaching her through the process. So it's from pretty much from manuscript to book launch. I'm holding your hand to get a, to get the book out there. And most importantly is that we're, we're, our aim is to create a quality children's book mm-hmm. that, um, that can rival those of, of, uh, of the traditional publishing books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So is, is, um, leapforwardbooks.com the way to get in touch with you for that process? If someone's in need of it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. So now let's go over to, I guess this is what you call this your baby or is leap forward publishing your, you, you know, we all have a baby. Uh, or some some term of endearment for the thing that we're most passionate about. So would you say it was your writing, or would you say it's the legal aspect of Deborah? I would say definitely it's the writing. Okay. Definitely, yeah, definitely that is my baby. Like I said, um, Mortimer Legal was born out of a need um, with self-publishing clients and, and and in my interactions with several, you know, creatives on a daily basis, I've always been told, well, you know, I know you're an attorney. Do you do trademark registration, copyright registration? And I've always had to answer no. Um, and so a few people were like, well, maybe you should do that because I have a need and, you know, and I know some other people. So I can't do that within the publishing. So I had to create this whole firm. And that's my also my goal is to not only help aspiring authors to get their works out there, but to also help um, these aspiring authors, other authors, creatives in general and small business owners protect their brand because yes. that's important as well. And if I have the skill to do it, then why not? Exactly. That's a wonderful service, Deborah, from um, holding the hand of the writer through that process. And then you also go over into the legal aspect of Mortimer Legal, help them with copywriting. um, And if they are going into um, logo design and web design and brand consulting, you can also guide them with that as well. Yes. I've also done that as well. The, um, the logo and the web design I've done web design for a, a, a couple of uh, children's book authors that wanted to showcase their, their books online. And so I've done that for them as well. Is there, here's one question that I had. So when I was, when my daughter was younger, I did a 
series about her and her curiosity. And I did not, I am not an artist as far as uh, drawings. Do you have access to artists who can do the, who can take the manuscript, I think is what I want to say, take the manuscript, create the character in drawings and um for I, I just don't since I don't know this area, I guess the question is, do you know of artists who create for writers? Does that make sense? For children's book writers or yes. just writers yes. for children's, for children's book writers? Yeah. In I, your in your Leap Forward um publishing uh group, is there do you have access to artists as well? I have a um I have researched and put together a number of uh illustrators okay. that are at di- they're at different price points. Mm-hmm. Um I do offer as part of my self publishing package what's what I call illustration one oh one. Okay. Because it also goes I know as um when I was a new author, uh going into the process, I, there was a lot of language that the um you know, prospective illustrators were using that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And so I've done a lot of research and speaking with the, uh, my illustrator and a couple of other illustrators, I've put together this entire, like, um, teaching package, if you will, um, that goes through all of that so that you can go into the process a little bit more knowledgeable than I was, especially. Um, because the thing is, is that if you have a illustrator that's at a very high price point, you may think that that's without, you know, that's not in your range to um, to use them for your book. But there's things that you can do where you can still use them, but use them at your price point. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way, mm-hmm. where you're not getting because they're going to quote you uh, illustrations that are at the higher end. But there are other there are smaller things that you can do that many people don't know about. So I kind of put together a, um, a teaching package where I can show you how to do that and find and how to find how to find and vet an illustrator that will suit your needs okay okay i guess in closing part of the closing i would love for you to share with the audience what's next for deborah and zora and mortimer legal Oh, I don't know what's next for Deborah. I think I'm, um, you know, at my age now, I kind of like, I no longer think that age is an obstacle that you have to climb. Um, I'm open to anything and, and everything. So I've, I'm not sure. I think I'm taking that as it goes as far as um, leap forward. Excuse me. Um, I don't know next. I don't know what's going to happen with Zora next. I'm still kind of working that out. I have some ideas. Um, I do have some other books that are not Zora books that mm-hmm. I'm working on mm-hmm. that will one of which will be released next year it's a it's a, um, a story not necessarily about Zora it's, the character is unnamed but it's a it's a child that travels to the Caribbean to meet her grandparents her father's parents for the first time and what that's like so that's a kind of like an ode to my family I'm doing that and I want to maybe get into adult books as well at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just taking it as it goes as far as the writing is concerned. And Mortimer Legal, I'm just I'm open and I'm here and I'm just trying to um, help as many people as I can protect their brands as, um, as much as I can. That's that's my goal for that. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for today. So how can the audience get in touch with you? We've already mentioned Um, leapforwardbooks.com. What's another way as far as legal? um, How can the audience get in touch with you? 
Oh, you can go to Mortimer, M-O-R-T-I-M-E-R, legal.com, and you can schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. Um, if And we can discuss how I can help you uh, create or protect your brand. Well, I certainly will be giving you a call and following up with loss and accessories because we need some assistance there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> what kind of advice would you leave with the audience? I am. Um, you've given quite a few fantastic pointers, and I completely agree with you. The age is nothing but a number. If you take care of yourself, I will be 59 in two weeks. And <gasps> I, when I tell you I do not feel what people think, think 59 is it's because of um positive outlook on life exercise water and just thinking just just exercising quite a bit of faith relinquishing control of what you think you have control of because <laughs> we really don't um so those things you're absolutely spot on when it comes to um accomplishing your goals despite your age because at 50 before I left my job and started my business. So there, the sky is not the limit. So um, what would you share with the audience in closing? That you, your, your limitations in life are only what the ones that you set. Mm-hmm. I, that was a big thing that I learned from 40 to, I'm almost, I'm 47. Mm-hmm. And from 40 to 47, that's a big thing that I learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things that I could have done. I could have done all of this, all of what I'm doing now. I could have done all of this seven years ago, but mm-hmm. fear um, of being 40 and, oh, what will people think of my age uh, prevented me from doing that. But you have to just kind of close your eyes and leap and just say, you know what? the heck with my age. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it and not think about it. So th- I would say that just don't let anything limit you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you believe it, if you dream it, then just do it. Just do it. Absolutely. I think I said that the other day on the post. Just do it. Well, you guys have certainly heard it from Deborah Mortimer. She can be found at leapforwardbooks.com as well as mortimerlegal.com with the free 15-minute discovery um, um, time for you set aside, I'm sure. So if you make an appointment, be sure and keep your appointment with Miss Miss Deborah. Um, <laughs> thank you to you for giving of your time and your talent and your information. There's a lot of them. There's a lot that I'm sure that we have not covered. Please call Deborah Support Small Businesses. And thank you so much for tuning in with Raining Words with Shelby. Thank you so much, Shelby, for having me. Thank you. No problem. Be, be safe and have a wonderful weekend. You too. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the conversation with Deborah Mortimer, Principal Attorney at Mortimer Legal also co-owner at Leap Forward Publishing. I hope you tune in next week for more exciting conversations.